0: Secondo di recupero, è finita, l'Atalanta è tornata in Serie A, 4-1 al Porto Gruaro. Atalanta in Serie A, Super Sport. 2011, big year for Atalanta, the year they made it back to this Serie A, uh, under the management of Colantuono. So to start off with, they got relegated
1: in the 2009-2010 season alongside Siena and Livorno where they finished 18th place but they only lasted a season in Serie A instantly getting their place back in
0: Serie A and that's where they belong really Yeah, they've been a force to be reckoned with Of course, they are no longer the hipster team we remember Nope, no longer just Milan's
1: dark horses They're now a top caliber team We're seeing them perform well in
0: Europe now and hopefully more to come German Dennis was their top scorer that year And Mm. Bonaventura was also on the team Yes Yes Hello guys and welcome to another episode of Say A Spotlight We're your hosts Jake and Matt So I don't know if
1: you guys realize what we've been trying to do with our intros there We just basically try to jog your memory a little bit From some historic goals and historic moments from culture along the years We'll be playing clips all the way back from the 80s, 70s And then some modern ones that made modern history really
0: yeah, last week we had wonder strike against Napoli
1: And this week we just wanted to give you guys a little throwback on the time Atalanta got promoted back to Serie A in 2011 10 years on and they look better than ever, it's incredible the, the growth we've seen from the Atalanta side, now under Gasperini's guidance And I think once again, for like the third season in a row, we're going to see some serious contention by them
0: Most probably, most probably, we'll get to that very soon So for the first game of match day 2, we had Udinese against Venezia, finishing 3-0 to the hosts
1: Yes, um, in my opinion here we saw a great performance by Udinese I think their players are radiating confidence at the moment And they really brought it to Venezia, and I think Venezia were once again overwhelmed in this game
0: Definitely, I think Udinese's biggest victory was keeping Gotti Continuity is mm-hmm. always um, an important factor and they managed to convince him to stay, which was, which was great for them Now, coming into the game, I took a look at Venezia's squad and I couldn't help but notice that 27-year-old Caldara was the oldest starting player for Venezia That's mental Yeah, um, they have a lot of young, inexperienced players They don't have a great deal of Serie A experience, to be honest with you, at all
1: Well, Paolo Zanetti, which is not the Zanetti you guys might think, doesn't really have much to work with in this team I was having a look at the squad as well, and there's not a great deal of experience over there, man Which is really going to affect their stint in Serie A, which I think might be a really short one
0: Yeah, I I think so too, Paolo Zanetti as well is 38 years old, he could be starting up front for Sampdoria, (laughs) Genoa (laughs) or Milan, to be honest with you um, he brought them back to say uh, through, of course, the playoffs and I think he deserves some time there, but I can't see him finishing no, the year there, to no. be honest. They're going to need someone with a bit more experience in Serie
1: A, unlike like their starting eleven. Yeah. But the first goal came from Puseto, who opened the scoring, the 25-year-old Argentine man, who, much like the next goal-scorer in this game, Is one of the many dudes that just seems to be representing Watford and Udinese at the same time Thanks to a certain Gino Pozzo that does bits for Udinese and It's always funny
0: seeing these players going and coming back It's
1: crazy man, even Delafo I I almost in the beginning of every season I need to look it up, I have no idea where they'd be playing Okaka too, it's crazy to be honest but it was a brilliant cross-in by Molina and what a great fucking finish it was by Puseto Took it down from his chest Hit it
0: on the half-volley straight into the
1: bottom corner There's no chance for the keeper there
0: Beautiful, and Molina played really well also getting the third goal with a Stryker-Larsson assist and Deleufeo bagging the second goal Now, where do you see Udinese finishing this year?
1: Uh, to be honest, um, pff, I see them maybe in ninth place eighth Ooh. place. I see them pushing quite high up in the rankings this season. Uh, maybe a similar finish to Sampdoria. I think they're of they're of pretty equal equal quality this season.
0: Yeah, I was going to say 10th at most to be honest. I can see them dipping, but they look better than last year definitely. even Makengo, Arsalan, they look they look really good. Pereira had the Quaresma haircut. Did you <laughs> notice that? <laughs> I did.
1: I did. Suits him nicely though. Yeah. Something that we have to point out is
0: Udinese are playing without De Paul, who was their best player for a number of years Of course, and they're thriving without him, to be honest 2-2 against Juve, now a very convincing win against Venezia Definitely So as hopeless as it's looking for, for Venezia, to be honest, they, they might be able to do something The attacking trident of Jensen, T, Henry and Okereke okay. showed that they can cause a few problems, to be honest with you um, at one point, Henri flicked the ball beautifully over the line Played it straight to Jensen who um, missed the one-on-one, unfortunately
1: They did have a few opportunities We saw a good performance by Silvestri as well I yeah. think he's been really good for Udinese. But back to Venezia, I think they are going to need some experience Before they can start taking on teams like Odoneza
0: yeah, and it makes sense that they were the youngest, by the way, because they covered the most distance on match day two with 113 okay. kilometers. Jesus Christ.
1: So the second game was between Verona and Inter in a 3 1 victory for Inter at the Gianluca Magnaniello Stadium. I got, I got it right. They
0: managed, that was insane. Um, Verona took the advantage, shockingly, um, in the 15th minute through Ivan Illich.
1: Obviously, Handanovic shut the bed just like Szczesny shut the bed
0: last week. It's just crazy, the defence he has in front of him is incredible and he's looking so poor.
1: I mean, he's 37 years old and he's obviously not getting better, he's in a bit of a dip at the moment. To be honest, I'm surprised that Inter and Juve didn't capitalise on the summer transfer window and bring in a new goalkeeper.
0: Shocking, to be honest, especially with the talent that's around in Serie a. You had um, Sepe going down to Serie B as well. He could have done a shift, to be honest.
1: No, literally, I, I agree with that. it would be, it'd be a decent shout, to be honest. So, the exact same thing happened last season, where Handanovic fumbled a Faraoni cross and Illich made the most of it. So, Illich must love playing against Inter this time of year.
0: Yeah, it's Christmas. Now, um, credit to Verona, to be honest. They look decent under Di francesco I thought they'd look much worse. Yurich um, is, of course, a great coach, and I thought they'd look, they'd look worse than they look now. To be I honest. mean,
1: it's the second time in a row, really, where we saw a decent performance by Verona, but still zero points, and they're stuck bottom of Serie A now.
0: Of course, but they did have two tough outings so far, to uh, be honest.
1: Very tough, very tough outings. It's unfortunate to see them in that position.
0: Yeah, uh, Montepo said that he wants to continue to prove himself in Serie A and I feel like he's doing a pretty good job of that, um, he he was incredible against Inter to be honest.
1: He had great saves against Inter as well, he's really proving that Verona haven't gotten the worst of that threesome that they had with Atalanta and Udinese and he's pulling through some great performances, he had some serious saves against Lautaro and Bastoni throughout the game so he's really proving himself.
0: Yeah, I thought Zakani was amazing again um, The problem I see with Verona's the striking department They played Barak as a striker this game And I don't like him as a striker to be honest I prefer him a little bit behind the striker to be honest
1: No, I agree with that Even Zakani, we've seen Zakani play up front A couple of times already And I really think they lack a number 9 And I don't think any of the two guys they have on the bench Or out injured Bring anything different to the game really
0: Yeah, they have Simeone, Lasagna and Kalinic And that <laughs> needs to be the most inconsistent emotional attacking trio in the league they're terrible all three of them i'm afraid unfortunately they're very moody and i feel like bad spells affect them a lot to be honest with you
1: no 100 percent. just affects a team if they don't have a goal scorer up front as well i think petania's on the market and he wouldn't be a terrible shout for verona at the moment but we'll get into that later
0: so in the second half, Inter came out inspired Lautaro Martinez with a goal immediately in the 47th minute
1: So that was a great throw-in routine by Inter I think Zerko did a great job to flick the ball on to a hungry Lautaro Martinez And they did the exact same thing moments after But Lautaro just couldn't get the best of it that time round
0: Yeah and then of course in the 83rd minute, the demon was unleashed Korea what a debut by him of course coming on and scoring two goals once in the 83rd and once in the 94th what a super debut
1: he was only on for 20 minutes before he got his first goal there was a lot of criticism everyone just called him at the last like the worst case scenario and Zagi will just bring in the guy that he knows basically but we do tend to see this by Correa He's not the most active goal scorer in the league Even with Lazio Then he randomly just scores two goals And turns into a phenomenal He hung in the air there Like a prime Cristiano Ronaldo
0: Yeah, and it was great work by Darmian as well On the second goal um, Yeah,
1: definitely Darmian's looking good, man He
0: is, he's looking healthy far. He's
1: still, You know he's still 31 years old I thought he was older than that, Darmian Really? Like, to be
0: honest, he has been around for a while
1: He has been with United as well I
0: feel like he's been a youth player for so long Exactly now. <laughs> The third goal, so a lovely sequence by Inter, with of course Correa getting the ball outside the box and kind of placing it in, in the bottom right corner.
1: Do you think that Correa was the only good factor about Inter in this game?
0: I don't think so, no. I think they, they played quite well, to be honest with you, and they showed a lot of team spirit to come back from it. But of course it was the, the cherry on the cake, right?
1: Well, 100%, but I just feel like the first half was very weak by Inter. Um, even the second half, I know that they got those two very late goals, but throughout the game, it just seemed like Chalanoğlu and Brozovic seemed lost playing together. It didn't seem like there was any form of understanding in the midfield.
0: Yeah, um, I think Inter definitely have lost two great players in Hakimi and Lukaku, and of course, a good manager in Conte. Um, but they've replaced them with of course Nzagi who plays the same system and quite a few technical and quality options on the bench in Chalanoglu, Zeko, Correa, Dumfries they have a 20 man starting 11 they do you they know? do they so had to have great depth it's never quite over for them at any point in the game no definitely I just feel like it wasn't the strongest
1: performance by Inter in this game I do think they might walk away slightly disappointed that they didn't kill the game off earlier But they'll recover from this and I mean, three points, they'll be happy with that
0: Yeah, I think they might give Cordas a look in training though tomorrow
1: <laughs> definitely
0: So the first game we'll be covering from Saturday is Atalanta against Bologna which finished nil-nil. Now this was weird because coming into this, you know, Bologna had conceded 5 to Ternana, 2 to Salernitana And I thought that they were going to absolutely annihilate Bologna
1: Yeah, particularly when Atalanta are performing so well with players like Muriel, Pessina and all the dudes that they've got up front Um, It started off kind of in Bologna's favour when Sansone whipped in a great ball to Arnautovic Arnautovic totally missed it, it landed perfectly to Worsolini And he shot it over the bar in a terrible, terrible sequence But Sansone looked great there
0: yeah atalanta actually had 21 attempts this game um but unfortunately for them only a handful of those were on target
1: i think they were finding themselves in the last third and they were just shooting from then on we saw a lot of shots go just wide and i think atalanta should be better up front by now
0: i think they're missing zapata and they're missing Darun for sure um, but zapata too um do you think that muriel is better off the bench this whole debate i think he has to start i think he has to start
1: with the amount of goals that he gets i mean we do see his impact more significantly particularly on the stats when he scores when he's just playing five minutes in a game but i think he needs to be in that
0: starting 11 this season i don't know he looks so fresh when he comes off the bench I and mean, when he starts he seems to get tired so quickly you know honestly scores early he won't score if he starts the game
1: so i don't know if it's a fitness issue that would normally keep him on the bench but i think he could get you a goal from anywhere Really, this season. I think he's such a great finisher. He brings pace
0: to the game. He's unpredictable. I think
1: Atalanta would seek a player like him.
0: Yeah, definitely. And Gasperini manages him and Duvan really well, to be honest.
1: It's very difficult to keep a player of Muriel's calibre happy when he's normally coming off the bench like that. I mean, a guy that scores as many goals as Muriel, you'd know firsthand he had him in Fanta last season. Yeah. Um you'd be surprised to be starting on the bench every game.
0: Definitely. So this was weird. Um credits to Bologna of course who finally had a good game. Um, Atalanta had beaten them nine times out of the last 11 encounters, Jesus. scoring 24 goals, 2.2 2 per game. So, good job, Mihailovic, the drip king.
1: I mean, <laughs> the drip king. The drip. But Bologna were playing very defensive towards the end of the game. I think it's clear that they were playing for the draw, and they did manage to get away with the one point. So, I think they'll leave with their heads held high after that.
0: Definitely. That was their 2,500th game in Serie A. Yes! Yes, and they should be proud, really. Um, Bologna, second to Venezia in distance covered this match day. That's pretty crazy. The hustlers. The hustlers. Before we move on to the next game, do you think that Malinowski can finally have a complete season this year? He seems to only do well for one part of the season, the later part normally.
1: I think we might be seeing more of him this season, I think Aspirini's being a bit more adventurous with that midfield three now. Uh, he does bring a very direct style of play, Malinowski, and we saw him get some shots away in the final third, and I think on a good day he'd bag most of them, so I certainly hope we'll see
0: more of Malinowski. Yeah, he certainly looks brighter than Ilicic does at the moment.
1: Ilicic still looks a bit sluggish, he kind of took that form away from the end of last season and he's keeping it on for this season. but. Only two match days in So we'll wait to see if we could see more from Ilicic really
0: Yeah he might be doing sit-ups as we speak Like, Ah, I hope so
1: So the next game I have no idea where to start from As Lazio beats Spezia 6 goals to 1 It was Spezia that opened the scoring through Verde
0: Of course it was Lazio have a secret They know that if they concede in the first 5 minutes of the game They'll smash their opponent That seems to be a theme Does it? Yeah, last game as well. They went one down in the fourth minute, I think.
1: Fair enough, they need a kick in their asses before they get started.
0: But of course, it didn't take long for Sarri Ball to come into play. Um, Six goals, of course, incredible. An Immobile hat-trick in the first half too. That
1: was crazy. I think one of the best players on the pitch, obviously putting aside Immobile and how fantastic he is up front, is Luis Alberto. Seems to have so much more freedom in that midfield 3 Now it's the same midfield 3 But with a different system around them And he seems to be flourishing under that
0: Yeah, definitely One goal and three assists today That's mental Out of
1: six goals He contributed to four of the six goals for Lazio
0: Yeah, I thought it would take Sarri a lot longer To implement his style at Lazio Yeah, I me too Me too But it's the same midfield
1: 3 And that probably does have a large effect um, We are seeing... Two new different dudes up front accompanying Immobile It's good to see that he's reacting well to those with Felipe Anderson playing to the left And Pedro playing oh, yes, to the of right Oh yes,
0: I forgot about that move for a sec
1: So, I mean, a new look Lazio and they're looking phenomenal I think Felipe Anderson is a great, great player, man What a goal he scored he scored a fantastic goal. There was a shout for a dangerous play yeah, in that the, goal. the high foot there, right? I mean, I, I wouldn't have been mad about that. It looked pretty dangerous <laughs> to me, but he took it very, very well. And it's great to see a player coming back from the Premier League where they didn't really give him time to shine. Comes back to Italy, fits the system perfectly and is now one of the league's brightest players.
0: Where do you see Lazio finishing this year?
1: I see them finishing in the top four. I think no they're definitely push a lot. No, I'm really looking forward to the 26th of September, where Lazio take on Roma, man. That's going to be a big one. Two they both look so New well. look teams, new managers, new players, both offensive and defensive.
0: Now, bro, I recall you saying on the last podcast that Thiago Motta was not a terrible move for Spezia, and he totally isn't going to get them relegated, and he totally won't lose his job in the middle of the season. Well, I don't. I'm still not
1: convinced that Spezia are going to get relegated I think they were overwhelmed by clearly a better Lazio side Like I said, I think Lazio are going to finish in the top 4 this season And I think they just played great football to the point where Spezia couldn't cope with that But luckily for them, not every team's a Lazio
0: Yeah, I guess so, but there are, you know Conceding six goals is never a good thing It's it's unprofessional, to be honest with you No, it's, it's disgusting, but you need to give the man some time to settle i
1: guys i don't think that tiago motta is a fantastic fantastic manager but i think if they had to lose vincenzo italiano they could replace him with someone of a similar age to him 39 years old he brings in a dynamic way of thinking and i think maybe in 10 weeks we'd be seeing a slightly more positive spezia to the one we're seeing today bear in mind they didn't have a bad game against cagliari either
0: Yeah, I'm sure we'll be seeing a better Spezia in 10 weeks time with a new manager
1: (laughs) (laughs) So in the next game we saw Fiorentina beat Torino to one in Florence What did you make of Fiorentina's performance?
0: So coming into this game we have two teams that look completely new Um, Fiorentina under Italiano and Torino under Juric I think they've both looked Good so far, to be honest. Um, see them fighting relegation this year, to be honest. They've lost twice so far, granted, but they were both marginal defeats by one goal. And the first one against Atalanta, of course.
1: Yeah, with a 93rd minute goal as well for Atalanta in that game. I think Torino are looking more compact and they're looking slightly more dangerous than they were last season. They had a lot of room for improvement. A fun fact about this game was actually that Fiorentino are unbeaten against Torino in the Artemio Franchi Stadium for 32 league matches now after this game.
0: Yeah, that's pretty impressive, it says a lot to be honest It was always going to be a difficult outing for Juric and his men um, What was interesting about this game is that Fiorentina completed the least dribbles this match week With no. one dribble only, it says a lot about Italiano's pragmatic style in my opinion
1: But they still managed to get the job done I think Gonzalez is proving to be a very, very clever signing from Italiano's side He opened the scoring with a fantastic goal And we're just seeing him improve and improve
0: yeah, um, I heard about Gonzalez the day that Fiorentina bought him. I went to get my beard trimmed, um, <laughs> and my barber <laughs> decided to put um, highlights of Gonzalez on his phone. This guy doesn't speak a word of English; he's just <laughs> Italian. He was like, "Watch Fiorentina, very good." Ah, he yeah. came from Boca Juniors. Yeah, he's so super. a long way away. He's way better than I thought he'd be At first I thought he was like this flashy player But he's actually very mature like in his decision making as well He almost set up Bonaventura at a point
1: too I'm almost disappointed that Gonzalez is so good Because I was hoping to see more of Sotil this season I was really excited to see him back at Fiorentina So when they brought Gonzalez in I'm like Shit I hope this guy sucks
0: Yeah And I feel bad for Saponara too Because I can't see him getting any minutes Especially now that Fiorentina are close to signing Orsolini or solini uh, that's the latest rumor of course there's still 23 hours left for the transfer market to close but that's the latest rumor
1: fiorentina did just sign odriozola from real madrid i don't think he's a bad right back at all i think um he'll definitely keep malcui on the bench who's seeming like one of the most useless signings in Serie A for the past couple of seasons but what do you think about the next goal and what do you think about the man who scored it bro
0: I think Vlaovic is an animal. I think the Piontek comparisons can die. This guy physically looks like a beast. He can score with any part of his body. He's a complete striker already. He's very young. He has a very bright future, I think. I think it would be worth investing 40 million in this guy.
1: I think we should enjoy this guy for this season, because I think next season we're going to see him at one of the big clubs, either in the Premier League or maybe even somewhere in La Liga. I think he's that caliber of a player. He's brilliant and I love how he just spent the extra season at Fiorentina and he didn't just get too big for his boots.
0: Yeah, and hopefully it stays that way. I think Juve
1: could certainly use him. Juve could definitely use him. It's either him or Riccardi in my opinion that they need to fucking start looking at. And it was a late consolation by Verdi after a brilliant ball by Lukic and a very positive performance by him as well.
0: Yeah, um, I wonder if Verdi is going to do more this season You know, he's disappointed since his Bologna days, to be honest with you
1: Yeah, 100%, I think there was a lot of hype around the guy Particularly because he's ambidextrous with his feet I don't know if there's a word for that or if ambidextrous could still be used
0: I guess it fits
1: But anyway, the next game was between Juve and Empoli with Juve at home I'm really keen to see what you think about this game,
0: bro So... Of course Empoli have massive balls like you tweeted you know Andrea mm. Zoli massive testicles the largest in the league they have a nice balance of youth and experience to be honest with you and I think they'll stay up to be honest
1: I think they'll stay up and I think we might even see them pushing towards the midsection of the league. I think Mancuzau will have a big role to play in that. He did just leave Juve after not playing a single match for them uh, as he joined Empoli, and this was his first goal in Serie A and it did come against
0: Juve. That seems to be a curse, right? In football in general, these storylines. Wall of the Lex. Yeah, they're incredible. Now, Juve seemed to want to move away from the Ronaldo era as soon as possible and they came out to play they looked very good, Chiesa of course is a fucking horse, just charging at the opponent and Quadrado um, actually leads this match day with, with regards to key passes, he got 4 um, Juve had I believe 9 key passes in this game which was pretty good to be honest, I think they were the highest but something's missing, you know And we could see Kellini and Allegri having a conversation on the sideline Where Kellini told Allegri, this is not a team He said
1: that, he was caught on camera He was caught Saying on camera, that.
0: he didn't cover his mouth
1: yeah, What an idiot um, But I do think that the thing you are lacking You said that you are lacking something, something's missing I think it's a number nine, bro
0: Yeah, they lost a 20 goal a season player And they're probably going to replace him with Keane Is that sufficient?
1: I I don't think Keane is a goal-scoring striker Even with PSG, we saw him play off the right a couple of times when Di Maria was out Uh, I think they need someone like Icardi, someone like Vlaovic Yeah, someone who's done it before Exactly, someone who's going to stay in the box and get those goals for them Juve should learn from the mistake Real made Uh, Okay, Ronaldo is nearing the end of his career But he's still, as Jake mentioned, a 20-goal season striker So... Real let him go, they didn't replace him, they struggled for the next 2-3 to seasons. Juve are doing the same thing now, I really do hope for the sake of all the Juventini out there that Juve do learn from that mistake.
0: I think Allegri Ball will come into play soon I think he'll get this team up and running You know, I think they'll start winning 1-0, 2-1 yeah. very soon
1: You can't count them out, they had a similar start last season We saw them finishing fourth. Okay, It was a, a bit of a Hail Mary for them to finish at fourth uh, But they did actually hand Milan their first defeat last season In January after the Christmas break So I do think we will see Juve pushing towards the top of the league But a very, very slow start from them Chiesa I got into the final third On two occasions I was looking up No one there Not even the bala, Hanging back
0: yeah, No one seemed to want to be in the box Everyone around it It was horrible to watch You know one thing I liked about this
1: game Apart well, from the result Luperto
0: Luperto is very good He was out on loan last year I believe with Crotone With Crotone I believe so Don't quote me on that um, But they've also just added um, Tonelli to that defence This ex-Sampdoria man um, so they have Ismaili, Loperto and Tonelli This is what I was talking about when I said "Say uh, experience You know, you need these guys, Venezia could totally use a few players like this
1: And I mean Empoli were very convincing in the Serie B last season There was no doubt in anyone's mind after halfway through the season That Empoli would be in contention for promotion And it's great to see them performing so well And they just fucking beat Juve 1-0 Juve on one point after two games
0: Not ideal for them at all, especially considering how close and how tight the competition is this year It could go down to fine margins, you know I'm talking about the top 7 here, not even the top 4
1: So the next game saw a 0-0 draw between Sassuola and Sampdoria with Sassuola at home It was a 0-0 but it wasn't shy of entertainment either
0: No, these are, at the end of the day, two solid sides Um, They face off and it ended in a stalemate You know, Sampdoria are very solid defensively Um, You know, they even looked solid against Milan Who have just destroyed Cagliari
1: No, Sampdoria are a top side Very defensive team as well They're good going forward Um, Massive, massive miss by Caputo in this game, bro
0: That was the best scoring chance by far Um, Unfortunately, he went for the chip It was a split-second decision, you know um, If you make the wrong decision in that moment, you've had it, you know And unfortunately, he went for the trip and he regretted it instantly You could tell from his face
1: I think Audero had a great game as well He's a fantastic goalkeeper We saw him make a a mistake of uh, Diaz's shot last last game round Yeah, I like him to be honest Yeah, but he had a very good game here Um, I think that Sampdoria... Uh, With the rumour that's going on at the moment of them wanting to sign Petania, he might not actually be a bad option at all for Sampdoria. I think with Kandreva and Damsgaard whipping balls in, he'd be at the end of those.
0: Yeah, I don't think it'll happen though, because um, at the end of the game when Petania scored the winner, the coach looked at him and said, you're staying here. That's what he said? Yeah, Spalletti told him, you're staying here. I don't know if it was like an in the moment. Romantic
1: Yeah, but it all depends on where Mertens is going to play this season as well We've seen him as a number 10 And we've seen him as a striker as well If every time Ozyman's injured, Mertens is going to replace him Then there's really no space for Petania and the team is there
0: Yeah, Napoli might have brought in a striker I'm not too sure about who it is But I believe they were being linked to a striker too So that's going to play a factor also Mm -hmm. Two fun facts from this game Um, Qualiarella hit the highest speed in match day 2 Clocking 35 kilometers per hour, by the way, faster than Theo Hernandez. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Syria, baby. The <laughs> 37 year old striker yeah. at it again. And Thorsby covered 12.3 kilometers, um, the highest in match day two. two. Um, Sassuolo deserved. The victory, I believe, but Sampdoria held out very well too. Kandreva looks so dangerous with those
1: low cross shots, doesn't he? Kandreva can whip a dirty ball in, I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. But Samp are proving a tough side to face, they're very awkward going forward, they're very good defensively. So we'll be looking at some decent performances by them this season.
0: Definitely. So the next game took place at the Stadio Luigi Ferraris, where Genoa lost 2-1 to Napoli. Um, The first goal scored by Fabian Ruiz.
1: Obviously a fantastic strike by Ruiz on his favoured left foot from an angled position outside of the box. Uh, We didn't see much of Ruiz in the Euros, but I definitely think he's going to be a massive, massive team player for Napoli this season. Hopefully he'll get a full season this time round and he won't be affected too much by injuries.
0: Yeah, I think eventually he'll attract interest from Spain. You know, he's, a, he's such a good player. He's
1: been linked with Barcelona v- very often. I mean, he yeah. sits, there, he fits their style perfectly.
0: True. What are your thoughts on Insigne as a false nine? So I don't. I definitely
1: don't think it's Insigne's preferred position. I think he spends most of the time playing out wide. Anyway, even when he does play in a false nine, we saw it in the Euros and we're seeing it this season as well. To be honest, I, d- I think they should just be playing Petania in that position when. When not, Ozyman's unavailable
0: That's not a bad shout To be honest at all But I do think They're going to go For a for a new striker
1: I mean They end up playing With no strikers Just like we were talking about Juve a couple of minutes ago and they end up playing Without without that number 9 Up front I think we saw Insignia Get clean through on goal once And he was outmuscled Very easily Simply not a striker
0: Yeah true But I think when Ozyman Comes back You know he's Spot's gonna be uncontested.
1: No, one hundred percent. You, they can't just spend forty million on a player and not play him. It is Napoli after all.
0: So Genoa looked way better today, to be honest, they got some players back, they got Sturaro, Gilione and Ekuban Kalon um, didn't play, the striker, he looked very rusty against Inter, of course um, Ekuban is a new player who has just arrived from Transbonzor in Turkey Excuse the pronunciation <laughs> Of course, Gilione getting the assist on the equaliser
1: But just before that, Mered did come out clumsily to collect a cross and Panda finished it off brilliant after a bit of a scuffle
0: What did you make of that goal being disallowed? So I think goalkeepers tend to be protected Which is probably the safest way to approach um, such controversial um, instances I think he did dive into Buxa But um, to be honest calling it off was the the way to go in my opinion
1: I mean the ball made contact with the keeper's hands The keeper seemed to have it uh, clearly in his grasp, And contact was made, he fell to the ground, I mean Pandev didn't even celebrate in the beginning, he was off running after seconds, but I don't think he thought the goal should have stood anyway.
0: So the next goal came from Cambiasso. Gilione found him with a nice cross and he just guided it into the back of the net. So
1: I think as we mentioned in the last episode, Genoa aren't really too adventurous when it comes to signing players. They're more obsessed with letting players go. But it's good that as a product of that we do get to see a twenty-one-year-old Genoa youth product getting at the back of that goal. And I mean just giving Genoa something to be hopeful for really. Yeah,
0: you could see how much it meant to him. He looked so happy. Have scored it
1: i think gillione is a great player as well do you know he was part of milan's primavera team back in the day i did not know that uh, fun fact wow. whipping them out as well bro nice there we go there we go man some balance finally <laughs> <laughs> but after that and then in the dying moments of the game petania was finally brought on and he did meet a long ball with his head and put it in the back of the net for i mean what should have been an easier victory for
0: napoli yeah, of course, as we mentioned, Spalletti pointing right at him and saying, you're staying here, you're not going anywhere. So, do you think Napoli can push for the title this
1: year? I don't think they can push for the title this year. I think with Spalletti, you always need a couple of seasons to get used to the system. And no, I think we'll see them top five. I think they'll try push for Champions League. To be honest, I don't even think they'll make Champions League. I think it'll be a fifth finish for Napoli.
0: I think Spalletti is a top four manager, like... When it comes to, of course, position in the league, I think he can he can get Napoli top for this season.
1: I hope so. I love Napoli, but I just don't see it happening with so much talent around. To be honest, with Lazio, Roma, Milan, Atalanta, Inter, I'm not too sure. And in the next game, it was yet another walkover for Jose Mourinho's side, Roma. What did you make of that?
0: So, I thought Salernitana were good in the first half. In fact. They were nil nil up until the second half. I actually watched a snippet with Castori, the Salernitana manager, on BT okay. Sports the other day. Um, he said he doesn't enjoy playing the ball around the back. He believes in a very direct approach, and he said that he tells his players, "Where are you going? The goal is that way." <sighs> This guy belongs in the Premier League, he doesn't belong in our league. Yeah, in fact, in match day two, Salernitana only completed 91 passes, <laughs> the least out of all Serie A clubs. Lazio had 631 by It's the complete <laughs> opposite style. Um, he also said he wants to stay in Serie A, he's a serial winner and he's won Serie A and Serie A many times. Interesting, interesting. Yet, still lost to, lo- to Roma 4 0. Yeah, of course. I mean, this was a game to lose. If Salernitana want to survive these aren't the games they should win to be honest with you.
1: I think Salernitana should be happy with certain performances in their team. I think we're seeing Koulibaly play the best football he's played in a while. Uh, he can pl- really hit the ball, can't he? He can really hit the ball. One thing I was interested to find out as well is that this Senegalese man played in Italy for the
0: entirety of his professional career. That's nice. Respect. <laughs> So it's interesting to see as well Pellegrini Mkhitaryan and Verretu, The same trio we saw last season look so much better this year already. Um, you know under Mourinho they look so good, all three of them. Pellegrini Mkhitaryan, one hundred percent. All the... scoring, all moving, shifting. You know. I mean,
1: go. you've got you've got Pellegrini who's racking up goals now. I think he's a serious, serious player. Like I said, I wish that we got to see him more in the Euros. Aside from that, you have Mkhitaryan. Who's an assist god and a wonder goal god? And aside from that, you have Mr. Reliable in too. So I think the balance in their team is phenomenal. I think they have pace, I think they have strength, I think they have intelligence, they can move the ball around. And it's great that they have Tammy Abraham up front who can both finish and link up play well as well.
0: Definitely, Abraham looks so good. He looks so
1: good His goal was unstoppable And I yeah. think someone we need to talk about as well Apart from Tammy Abraham Who obviously scored that unstoppable strike From the edge of the area Is Carlos Perez The Barcelona youth prodigy He's doing bits for Roma
0: He looked really good last season And this year He looks like he's grown a bit too I'm looking forward to seeing more of him To be honest with you
1: 100% But that link up play to Vertu's goal Was unbelievable bro Tiki taka
0: Beautiful goal, really, and all three of them, there were three goals, to be honest, that were beautiful. The first one wasn't anything special, but the rest were fucking beautiful.
1: I mean, you had that through ball by Mkhitaryan after Tammy Abraham's layoff to play a very clean through on goal. You had Tammy Abraham's strike from the edge of the area where it smacked the post, a curling effort, and went into the back of the net. And then Pellegrini's final goal. What a peach of a strike.
0: Definitely um, To be honest with you As we've already mentioned Pellegrini, Mkhitaryan and Vertu Are no strangers to each other It's just incredible to see Abraham coming in And playing so well with them They look like they've been Playing together for ages
1: One thing I'd like to mention As well is that Belek did have a decent game For Salernitana Netana There isn't much you could have done For most of the goals But he should have done better In that Pellegrini first goal He's been a decent goalkeeper And I'd like to start seeing him You know Get better results
0: Yeah I hope so too I like the Salernitana team And I hope I hope this coach Can find success With his Old school ways Also Mourinho Seems to be enjoying life In Italy He's eating pizza You know he's complimenting The press He's smiling He looks happy
1: He looks happy happy. I mean the last stint he had there Was very positive With Inter Winning the treble
0: So where do you see Rama finishing this year bro
1: so you've been asking me this a lot, bro, and you're putting me under an incredible amount of pressure and you're giving people something to come back to at the end of the season and say, oh, Matt was so wrong about this Lazio, finished sixth in the season. but <laughs> well, there's so much competition in the top seven and we've seen them all perform so well in the beginning of the season with certain exceptions here and there with Atalanta dropping points, Juve dropping points twice. Um, I definitely think we'll see Roma in that top six. They'll definitely get some sort of European football. I wouldn't be surprised If they finish somewhere 5th, 6th And then win the Europa League Next year Because Mourinho Tends to do that
0: That was a very good answer The criticism was a bit harsh But other than that I, I think <laughs> Get over that it I, man. Agree, I agree with your answer So the final match Took place at the San Siro Where Milan hosted Cagliari The score was 4-1 To the hosts
1: So how happy Does it make you Seeing Gattuso in the stands
0: It makes me very happy You know he's a club legend And he's always had Milan in his heart even when he coached Napoli, of
1: course 100%, we're massive fans over here, got Tusa So, send us a shirt or something, bro
0: Exactly A fan of the player and the manager, to be honest with you I know he gets a lot of criticism, but I rate him
1: No, definitely He definitely has a great talent when it comes to bringing players together And giving them, as we say, Maltese And I think in Italian as well, il grinta
0: Yeah, yeah um, He's a fantastic man-manager So, who stood out for you in Milan? Um, Brahim was incredible as Brahim, way. the motherfucking yeah. dream. I thought Salamakers was great I thought Kroenich was absolutely incredible um, I have a few stats I need to pull up actually So Kroenich had 74 touches 14 duels one 7 aerial duels won 8 tackles 10 ball recoveries 4 clearances 2 blocks And 3 take-ons
1: Is this a prime clarence
0: seedorf what? What's going on? He's proving to be extremely competent in that position.
1: I, I mean, I hope we don't see him drifting out wide a lot like he did last season. Now, he's the kind of guy that does bits everywhere he's playing, really. But with AFCON coming up in January and February, I do hope to see more of him in central midfield. Now, of course, the signing of Bakayoko might push Krunic out wide in order for him to get some minutes because... Tonali has been playing wonderfully as well.
0: I think he's, to be honest, in contention for the double pivot role. I think it's Benacer, Kessi, Bakayoko, Tonali, and Krunich. Kronic would be the fifth choice centre mid, in my opinion. Though. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Even after that performance. After that performance, too. But like Pioli said at the end of the game, you know, every player needs to feel like a starter in order to have a successful season.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think Tonali, now I've, I was never a fan of his comparisons to Pirlo. But what the fuck? He scored the exact same goal Pirlo scored. Both their first goals for Milan. Both right footed strikes into the near post from a left sided free kick. What do you make of that? It's it's crazy, man. It's
0: uncanny. It was crazy. It was beautiful. And it's, you know, of course, it's being romanticized. You know, he's always been compared to Pirlo. And to be honest, not because of his playstyle, but because of his, his, his hair. hair. His he's hair. actually said that Gattuso is his idol.
1: Okay yeah. Okay. His defensive contributions great So keep keep learning from His Gattuso, ceiling is brother. so
0: high I think he's going to be a fantastic player in the future Tenale.
1: So he opened the scoring As we're reiterating now uh, It wasn't soon after That wow Pedro Whipped the ball into the box And Adiola won a row with a Giza Outmuscles Calabria and scores
0: Wow Pedro at it again man
1: He's such a great player, man
0: He's good, man He's too good for that side Number 10,
1: number 9 Put him anywhere, bro
0: Yeah Shortly after the equaliser Leao took a long-range shot It hit Diaz in the back of the back And found the back of the goal
1: It was very kind to Diaz It's two goals in two games now for him But I mean, one was spilt by the goalkeeper And the other one deflected off his juicy ass But I think that (laughs) Leao... But I think Leo has been decent this year.
0: Yeah, he always starts off strongly, to be honest. I just hope he can maintain it. You know, everyone around him says he's the most talented player in the team and Players have even said that he has Ballon d'Or potential like.
1: I like seeing him playing closer to Giroud. I think that gives him freedom. And I think Giroud saw much more of the ball leading to Giroud's two goals this game. Um, but he's not great in the final third man. He seems to be out muscled pretty easily. His balance sometimes seems all over the place. And I think he could be jostled off the ball very easily.
0: When Giroud played him through... He took his sweet time to have it to be honest you should have shot way earlier
1: he did it in the first match as well you had a good view of that bro
0: yes i did but hopefully he can improve on that you know but i think it was a very positive performance with very few negatives i don't think there's anything milan could have done about the goal and of course they got the job done in the first half and they could take it easy in the second
1: that's something me and ollie fisher bonded over shout out to ollie fisher not fangirling here you are but it's great to see Milan have the capability and the resources to close a game off earlier on this season and take it a bit easier in the second half. It's the international break coming up now. So hopefully we'll see 22 very fit men coming in to face Lazio.
0: Now with Zlatan coming back, it's going to be interesting to see what Pioli does with Giroud. Um, because he's been great, you know, the link up play and everything. He's looked, He's looked on top of it.
1: I thought this was going to happen, man. I knew there was going to be serious debate about who's going to get that starting spot up front. Uh, But it's good to see that Zlatan actually has someone pushing in that starting 11 now ahead of him. He did have a fantastic game. He took the first goal very well. There was a bit of a bubble coming in from the pass by Diaz. uh, And the penalty was just perfect. It was an absolute peach. Keeper gets the right way, but there was no keeper in the world that would have saved that.
0: Certainly, what I worry about is playing them both together, and having an injury occur. That defeats the whole purpose of bringing injuryo in my opinion.
1: I think the only way I could see these two guys playing together is literally in the 90th minute, if Milan really, really do need a goal. I think. They might be too slow together. I think if Milan maybe revert to a 4-2-4 in the dying moments of the game, we could tend to see them link up together up front and have maybe a Leao or a Rebic or a Salamakas or a Castilla out wide feeding them. But I really hope we don't see these two starting together up front.
0: Yeah, the team is built to serve them and I'm sure they'd get service. It's just the injuries, you know, it's too risky.
1: Yeah, 100%. And I mean, aside from those... There are two players that could potentially be played out of position to make up that number 9 spot and that's Rebic and Leao and we've seen them both struggle. I think Rebic is good bringing the ball wide from the attack and then yanking it into the far post, but I think Leao's a mess up front.
0: So do you think that Kessy stays? I
1: I think so, bro. I I haven't gotten a hint of Kessie wanting to leave at any point. I know there's some
0: He hasn't extended you know, his contract's running down, he hasn't extended, and his agent has been demanding 8.5 million. If you're going to give them to someone, it best be fucking Cassiman. I think he's the standard. I think it makes sense to give them to him. And I don't want to become, you know, I don't want Milan to become a feeder club. You can't lose three starters I mean, I know Elliot Want to make money But by making money By losing players You're not going to make money
1: Kessi is one of the Only players that I see Sticking in that starting 11 When Milan get big time again I see Kessi being A long time servant of the club He's expressed his desire To stay on for the club I think he's a great example To what a footballer should be There's no flashiness Of the pitch There's no excessive Instagram posts There's No crazy amount of yellow cards and red cards in his performances i think he's a professional man and i'd love to see him stay on at milan kessie please stay so anyway guys i think that does wrap up episode two of Serie A spotlight thank you very much if you've made it this far and if you've tuned in yet again welcome if you're new uh, international friendlies are upon us again so an unfortunate break from Serie A football But we will be releasing a podcast midway through next week to talk about the Champions League fixtures. There are some, I mean, unfortunate and some exciting fixtures for Serie A teams.
0: Yes, sir. We look forward to them greatly.
1: And, I mean, tune in next week. Uh, We hope to start a segment whereby we're going to prompt you guys to send some questions over. So please feel free to do that. We want to keep you guys as engaged as possible. And, I mean, we'll blab on. To give you guys an answer, I hope
0: Yeah, and remember to check out The deadline day transfers tomorrow Of course, that's going to be entertaining for sure That's
1: going to be a massive one We'll speak about that a little bit as well In the next podcast
0: Thank you very much, guys